the GP Core Content Podcast, presented by Dr. Thomas Perkins and Dr. Stephen Smith from gpcorecontent.com. Episode 198, Osteoarthritis. In this episode, we're going to talk about osteoarthritis of the hips, knees, shoulders, and hands. With regards to the hip, the causes of osteoarthritis of the hip are previous trauma, contact sports being uh, a strong history factor, uh, history of DDH, septic arthritis, acetabular dysplasia, scoofy, or any past inflammatory arthritis. Uh, to go back to DDH, when we talk about DDH, we often um, call oste- you know, early onset osteoarthritis one of the complications of DDH. So there's a good link in there. Some of the features of history are that it normally presents after age 50, um, but it can be as early as 30 in some uh, professions or given the history. Uh, it's insidiously onset. Pain is typically worse with activity and relieved by rest. That's initially, but then after a while you get a nocturnal pain and you get pain after resting. You can get stiffness after rising and you can get deformity. The key features of examination are stiffness after rising, deformity, antalgia, and a reduction in range of motion. Some of the investigations you can do. Typically it's diagnosed clinically. But you can do investigations confirmed with plain progressive x-rays um, or early on you can do a bone scan um, that can be useful early on. The main goal of management of hip osteoarthritis is to prevent subchondral collapse. Um, and the way you do that is through um, pharmacological and non-pharmacological methods. The pharmacological methods are typically analgesics, just your simple analgesia. Physical therapy includes things like hydrotherapy, weight loss, or relative rest. You can use mobilization aids, anything from uh, a walking stick to a four-wheel walker. And surgery is um, often a last resort for intractable pain or functional loss. Uh, and you can do joint replacements, so total hip replacements with an orthopedic surgeon. Typically those last 15 to 20 years, so the timing of those total hip replacements is obviously important. Osteoarthritis of the hands. What joints does it normally affect? It normally affects the DIP joints, the distal interphalangeal joints, uh, but also can affect the pip joints to an extent. The features of history, similar to um, hip OA, include stiffness, joint pain, swelling, range of motion loss, and um, given it's the hands, functional loss, so loss of dexterity and grip strength. Features of examination include tenderness and infusion at the joint, right loss of range of the motion potentially, loss of function and dexterity, and you can get those nodes that are Hebbenen's nodes and Bouchard's nodes. You see Hebbenen's nodes on the dip, distal interphalangeal joints, and Bouchard's nodes are on the pip, proximal interphalangeal joints. 
Um, and back in the day, I remembered that as being Bouchards of the Pip. So I changed the name of it to try and remember it. With the knee, we're going to just talk about the medial compartment of the knee, but um, there's also lateral compartments of the knees that can all get also get osteoarthritis. Features of history for knee osteoarthritis include, again, age over 50. You can have a history of an acute ligament injury in the past. Initially, sometimes medial uh, knee osteoarthritis can be difficult to differentiate from a meniscal tear. You can have pain, crepitus, maltracking, uh, a need to straighten the knee. Uh, that's more common in chondromalacia patellar or patellofemoral syndrome and an effusion. Investigations include weight-bearing x-rays and you can do an MRI if the x-ray is normal. Uh, the MRI is a, called a delayed gadolinium enhanced MRI of cartilage and you can get some extra views of the cartilage by doing that particular type of MRI. Management of NeoA includes analgesics, so your normal ones like NSAIDs, glucosamine, you know, limited evidence there, but um, made it into ETG. Visco supplementation um, is effective in knee osteoarthritis, but not in hip. You can do intra-articular corticosteroid joints if you have severe pain, and in NeoA and only NeoA, duloxetine is of benefit. That shows up in some of the or um, well, some of the guidelines for OA management from memory. Physical therapy includes things like relative rest, but then you want to do active uh, recovery, weight loss, physiotherapy, and hydrotherapy are particularly useful. Again, you can use mobility aids um, if you've got knee assistance needed more in the elderly for walking, and total knee replacements exist. Again, they're you know essentially last resort. Um, and indications for those would be severe pain and stiffness, uh, functional loss, range of motion loss. OA of the shoulder is broken out into two separate joints, the AC joint and the glenohumeral joint. Uh, osteoarthritis of the AC joint is the most common condition of the AC joint and is caused by repetitive microtrauma. Risk factors include constant overhead activities, past trauma, uh, such things such as clavicle fractures or uh, AC joint instability, any inflammatory arthropathies like rheumatoid arthritis or any infectious arthropathies, so things like septic arthritis will all predispose you to later on down the track getting uh, OA of the AC joint. History tends to revolve around pain um, in the superior shoulder with overhead activity, with any cross-body arm adduction. It can be exacerbated with pressing motions and exacerbated by leaning on the affected side. The key features of examination are you get pain with direct palpation of the AC joint and you can have prominence of the distal clavicle from osteophytes. Provocative tests will include that cross-body cross body adduction test, which will produce pain. Investigations, radiographs are sometimes useful. The recommended view is the Zanker view, which is 15 degrees of cephalic tilt. 
and on that view you will find osteophytes and joint space narrowing, distal clavicle osteolysis, but remembering that imaging findings don't always correlate with patient symptoms. And it's typically that those findings are present on radiographs without having the clinical signs or symptoms. You can also do MRIs looking for increased signal and edema in the AC joint. And you can also, with an MRI, visualize any associated pathology like rotator cuff tears. Management includes activity modification, particularly avoiding overhead work. Physical therapy is a first line of treatment. Uh, you want to avoid aggravating activities such as pushing or pressing activities and physical therapy should focus on strengthening and stretching of the shoulder girdle. You can do corticosteroid injections of the AC joint and these can be both diagnostic and therapeutic, although access to that joint can be challenging and most patients don't get long-term relief. You can do operative resolution, you can do an arthroscopic or open distal clavicle resection which is called the Mumford procedure. Indications for that would be a severe symptoms that have failed non-operative management. So there's always referral to orthos for ongoing shoulder OA. Also in the shoulder you've got the glenohumeral joint and you can get arthritis in that joint. Causes of that, arthritis in that joint include local trauma, long-standing rotator cuff lesions, maybe having multiple surgical interventions, it can be post-traumatic with dislocations, post-inflammatory, um, post-neuropathic such as Charcot's arthropathy, or you can have rotator cuff arthropathy. History in glenohumeral OA include shoulder pain, so worse with any activities involving shoulder motion, and often you can get pain at rest. Loss of the range of motion, especially external rotation, due to the uh, contraction of the anterior capsule, and you can have difficulty in sleeping. Key features of exam will include functional limitations at the glenohumeral joint, such as decreased external rotation, decreased forward flexion, decreased internal rotation, uh, and it, which can be variable, uh, and more active patients often have a better range of motion. You can have crepitus, catching or squeaking with articulation. Investigations again can include injection of anesthetic and steroids, uh, or x-ray. So in terms of study guides, there's a number of AFP articles on osteoarthritis, pretty widely covered. Uh, there's a number of checks as well. 553.2 has knee osteoarthritis and 553.4 has a chronic pain check question. Uh, past exams appear to have covered it in the second half of 2019 in question 14, where they talk about a shoulder x-ray, which we presume uh, was for this indication. Or well, you have to read the past exam report to know that for sure. It's not often clear. We've written some original AKTs and KFPs, which revolve around hip osteoarthritis. So our AKT 1.4 and our KFP 1.3. Uh, we talk have a bunch of pretty good questions on hip osteoarthritis there that you can use for your exam prep so yeah that's it thanks for listening and um good luck studying osteoarthritis
If you enjoyed this podcast, head over to gpcorecontent.com. We have a range of practice exam questions designed to help you pass the RACGP fellowship exam. 